Second Chronicles chapter 12. When the kingdom of Rehoboam was established and he was strong, he abandoned Yahweh's law and all Israel with him. In the fifth year of King Rehoboam, Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem because they had trespassed against Yahweh. With 1,200 chariots and 60,000 horsemen, the people were without number who came with him out of Egypt, the Lubim, the Sukim, and the Ethiopians. He took the fortified cities which belonged to Judah and came to Jerusalem. Now Shemaiah the prophet came to Rehoboam and to the princes of Judah who were gathered together to Jerusalem because of Shishak and said to them, Yahweh says, you have forsaken me, therefore I have also left you in the hand of Shishak. Then the princes of Israel and the king humbled themselves and they said, Yahweh is righteous. When Yahweh saw that they humbled themselves, Yahweh's word came to Shemaiah saying, they have humbled themselves, I will not destroy them, but I will grant them some deliverance and my wrath won't be poured out on Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. Nevertheless, they will be his servants, that they may know my service and the service of the kingdoms of the countries. So Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem and took away the treasures of Yahweh's house and the treasures of the king's house. He took it all away. He also took away the shields of gold which Solomon had made. King Rehoboam made shields of bronze in their place and committed them to the hands of the captain of the guard who kept the door of the king's house. As often as the king entered into Yahweh's house, the guard came and bore them and then brought them back into the guard room. When he humbled himself, Yahweh's wrath turned from him so as not to destroy him altogether. Moreover, there were good things found in Judah. So, King Rehoboam strengthened himself in Jerusalem and reigned for Rehoboam for 41 years old, he began to reign, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city which Yahweh had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name. His mother's name was Naamah the Ammonites. He did that which was evil because he didn't seek his heart, set his heart to seek Yahweh. Now the acts of Rehoboam first and last Aren't they written in the histories of Shemaiah the prophet and of Ido the seer in the genealogies? There were wars between Rehoboam and Jeroboam continually. Rehoboam slept with his fathers and was buried in David's city, and Abiah, his son, reigned in his place. So in the last chapter, it's said that Rehoboam followed the Lord for three years. And in this chapter, it says he abandoned the Lord and it said that he reigned for 17 years in total. So that means for 14 out of the 17 years of his reign, he did not follow the Lord. So that's terrible. And um, we're talking about someone who, um, know, how, could I, how could I explain this? It's, it's a bit like um, people who grow up in church. They grow up with kind of the word of the Lord all around them it's the culture, it's the way things are done. But all of a sudden, uh, you're on your own. Let's say, you know, you grow up in church, you know what's right, you know what's wrong, your mum and dad are guiding you, you become an adult, you're still in the same church, you know, you might even marry a Christian girl, you're going to church every Sunday, and you know, you believe in God, but then all of a sudden, something happens, and you're, you know, you're on holidays. And, uh, or you move to another country and now there's no accountability and you know or you know uh, now do you really believe the things you've been brought up to believe oh or was it just your tradition it was was it just the way that you lived 
So Rehoboam, you know, he grows up in this so-called Christian culture, you know, this culture of following the Lord, but then he becomes the king and he continues to follow the Lord for a few years. And then all of a sudden, he's not following the Lord anymore. And it says all Israel with him because he's not accountable to anyone. He's the leader now. It's not like someone else is the leader and making it be, you know, like sometimes we can guide our children, but then they eventually become adults themselves and have to, you know, they can continue it or not. So Rehoboam turns away from the Lord three years into his reign, starts doing his own thing. So the Lord sends Shishak, the king of Egypt. Now this Shishak, I've looked him up, read quite a bit about him. He is Shoshenk, the first pharaoh, the first pharaoh of the 22nd dynasty of Egypt. So there's all these dynasties in, the, in Egypt, but this particular dynasty was what they call um, the Lubium, uh, or they're from Libya. And in this chapter, it actually said that Shishak came with the Lubium, the Sukium, and the something else. So there were three different people groups that he got together and they attacked. But the Lubim is one of them. They're people from Libya, which is next to Egypt. But this 22nd dynasty of Egypt were Libyan, was controlled by Libyans. And this Shoshenk I was the first pharaoh, and he's the biblical Shishak. So you see how Shishak and Shoshenk, they kind of sound the same. So anyway, this um, temple at Karnak has got all these hieroglyphics and they talk about the invasion of Israel and Judah, and they talk about all the towns that were conquered, 150 different towns that it lists as conquered, but Jerusalem isn't one of them. And it says here, you know, that people, that they repented and the Lord decided to humble, you know, he spared Jerusalem from being taken. But it says that all the gold and the treasures of the temple were, were given or were taken away. So how does someone take away all the gold of the treasures of the temple and yet Jerusalem isn't conquered? How does that happen? <laughs> well, this is how it happens. The king, Rehoboam, he sees that they're conquering city after city after city and he goes into the temple and gets the treasury and he gives it to Shishak as a gift and says, leave us alone, we will be your servants. And so he pays tribute and that's what happens. And Shishak, Shongshenk I, goes back to Egypt and then that's why today we have this thing at Karnak with all the, you know, basically the record of their conquering. And um, some people said, oh, if all the gold of the temple was taken away, wouldn't the Ark of the Covenant have been taken away too? Well, it probably would have been if they had actually invaded Jerusalem and conquered it, but they didn't. Rehoboam just took the gold and the treasures of the temple, but he did not take the temple furnishings and he gave it to the Pharaoh. And so that's where we come to at the end of this chapter. So Rehoboam becomes king at 41. He reigns for 17 years. He dies at 58. He actually outlives his dad by four years. So we, we have this kind of common thread here. We've got David live, dying around about 70, Solomon dying around 54, Rehoboam dying around about 58. All three of these people die of old age, believe it or not. So they're not living as long as what we do. But then we're gonna start getting into some kings that don't die of old age. These were difficult times. Heavenly Father, we acknowledge, Lord, the lesson of the, the, lesson of the chapter. Lord, that we are to trust you, that we're not to, Lord, Rehoboam turned his back on you. He didn't trust you, he trusted in himself. And Lord, against him came the invading forces. Lord, help us to always trust you. Help us not to turn our back on you. 
Lord, strengthen us in, in doing what is right. Lord, we need your help. Lord, may we be like Christ in Jesus' name. Amen.